Like, there's got to be something else for people to do but sit there and listen and maybe leave if they want to or, you know, something more than just buying the record. You know, there's got to be something bigger. So I'm just looking for something a little more. And hopefully I'll get, the ideas will keep coming and they'll be bigger. But I think it'll happen. But there's never time. There's never time. Hey, this is Brian from Hate Your Answer Machine. Today I have sort of a special presentation, if you will. It's something a little different for you guys. It was an interview I recorded a little while back with local folk singer from Ypsilanti. Here, I'll let Matt introduce himself. My name's Matt Jones. I'm... Is it on? Okay, my name's, <laughs> my name's Matt Jones, and uh, I'm a songwriter, band leader, and I have a new record coming out called Half Poison, Half Pure on March 1st. What else? <laughs> oh, I should say that the interview was recorded at Cafe Ali in Depot Town, Ipsy, so sorry for the background noise. At this point in the interview, Matt was remembering growing up in his very musical household and when music started becoming the thing for him. But, yeah, there's definitely a history. There was just, there was nothing else to do in my house and I got obsessed with it. I got obsessed with ragtime music. I, I think just because you can kind of hear the you can hear the history in it, you can hear the old vibe that it has, and it's kind of haunting. And the melodies are ridiculous, you know. Like that's my I'm all about the melody in my own music. Like there's got to be a strong melody or else the song sucks, right. you know. If it's if it's a it's, if it's a good vocal melody, if it's a good instrument, like some a different instrument playing it, like then the song is sold on me. But if that's not there, then I, I got nothing to hang on to, you know? And the ragtime melodies are just so playful and so kind of based in folk music, and it's just, it is its own thing. And I like that a lot. Yeah, it's easy to look back at it and think it's kind of weird. I want people to think I'm weird like that. You do? <laughs> just because I, I can't, I mean, everybody sounds like somebody and everybody rips off other people. I do it, but damn, I would like to be at least to try to do it less than others if it's possible. Just because I get really bored when I listen to music, um, when I hear the same things, when I hear the same tone of voice, like when I hear the same instrumentation when I hear when, that's one reason why the record scared me is it was two electric guitars a bass drum kit and a couple of singers and that's just scares the shit out of me because it because you know I look down the hall and there's like another band like that and I'm like fuck but I think we put enough of a twist on it I tried to anyway I don't know just being in the same box with anybody else just yeah it just scares the hell out of me Of horse. 
was recorded at a place called Soma Studios in Chicago. And we just kind of took a chance on the studio. I knew I wanted to get out of Ann Arbor and I wanted to get out of Michigan to a place where I could go and just focus on the record and not have it be like a, um, okay, so next Tuesday at six o'clock for three hours and then the Friday after that for four hours. I just wanted to blow through it as fast as I could. I just didn't want to have any distractions. So we went to Chicago. The studio is owned by John McIntyre from Tortoise and Sea and Cake and a lot of my favorite bands have recorded there. We kicked it out in about five or six days. We got through about 10 or 11 tracks. It was really a lesson in diplomacy, recording it for me, amongst just having a band and having other people with actual input, which I'm not used to and I'm not always comfortable with. I learned a lot about how tight-assed I am about like every second of recording time. Um, and they can they learned a lot about that too. This for this record, I was a band leader. I don't know how it sat with me. I think I might just enjoy being more of a somebody that corrals the band members together. I would say someone that hires musicians to play, but I never have any money, so that doesn't really work. <laughs> so then you have to kind of pay them back with giving them some creative leeway, and that's really hard for me too. I have yet to figure out how to pay my band. <laughs> if that makes me a bad band leader, then so be it. <laughs> to my chest and prepare to lose. Now her heart came fuming to the silent stage before the I have three out now, and like, it, they're definitely the same story all the way through. Like, the, it is just sort of like a series, the albums are, so far anyway. The first one was called Right to Arms, and the songs on it were very closely attached to events that were happening then, and had happened pretty recently in the past. Just this whole kind of dark period of like, just way too many, way too many, way too much alcohol, way too little, way too much time on my hands, way too much time to get in trouble. It was just basically a kind of a bald face look at the fact that, you know, what you're doing is probably gonna kill you. The next record was called The Black Path, and that one um, was sort of kind of coming out of that period that had happened during Right to Arms not very far removed from it, and just sort of like a summing up of what I'd been doing for the last five or six years. The, that, that record is spooky. That record was pretty ominous, just like, it was pretty mean. <laughs> like, it just had a very ominous sort of feel to it. And this one, Half Poison, is kind of like, 
you, the narrator sort of knows he got off the black path alive. He knows he came from somewhere that wasn't so great, but he can kind of see forward and see like the the, the good things that are coming to him. But he, I've sort of realized that the past and the future are pretty stressful. And so you just get stuck right in the middle because you don't want to go backwards and you don't really know how to go forwards. And you know, you think once you make it out of like the super dark place that things are gonna get better, but actually it's just the same level of anxiety. You just gotta hold up your end. I guess if people listen to this record and they hear it right, they're gonna come away with it just feeling incredibly anxious. <laughs> and probably kind of stressed out. You never wanna think that you're giving your listeners that, but that's the way it was recorded. It's an anxious, anxious record. Um, just not knowing which, which way is better, backwards or forwards. So. Once remorseful, now unsteady, revelations hyped and heady. You know, if I'm super anxious about something for a while and then I'm in a big crowd, I'll just lose my shit. It's just like that. And I know it's gonna happen. I'm like, get me out of here. Even if it's at a show or something, I'm like, like on stage a couple times, you know, I'm just like, I've been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like, I just can't, I can't keep grasping myself. So, so yeah, I'm pretty, pretty anxious person. Pretty, pretty tightly wound. But at the same time, though, I've definitely developed, like, a, a shield, you know? Most people, when they hear that, they're going to be like, he's not, he's not anxious. He seems super laid back. No way, man. I go home and punch walls. That's, that's, see, like, even talking about this kind of, some of this stuff is just kind of weird because, like, recently, after I made this one, I was like, Jesus, man, like, I need to stop writing songs about my own stupid ass problems <laughs> you know like like feeling like good or bad or like I, I was just sitting in my house one day and I'm listening to the record and I'm like man it sounds great and I really like the songs and I can't believe this I'm actually dissing on the record that's coming out but I'm gonna diss on it <laughs> like I was just like man like am I really this self-absorbed and, and I think you know, probably, or else I wouldn't do this. But I would love to find some other way, you know, some some other things. Whether I have, maybe I'll start writing songs about like, I don't know, like football or something, <laughs> like anything, just like, just to get away from like, the, like, my little journal entries, you know what I mean? Because damn, after a while, that gets tiresome. So this has got to be the last one. <laughs> Hardened hands shaping shameless songs about your mangy friends and all their long white tongues. They die like sinking ships, feathers clipped in flight, and you were right. 
she was I don't know I was really getting into some some spots for a while like where I was when I wrote the songs because after a while you know you you write a song you write the lyrics and then they kind of fade on you you know it's just the song and those are just the lyrics yeah you know it's like a solid kind of blur and you know that you say this here and you say this there and your voice does this there but like you you kind of lose track of where you were at when you wrote them and I definitely got back into that and like I was super pissed sometimes singing in there and it came out that way I mean the the songs I feel like had a lot more of their own personality because of that I mean if you listen to the Black Path the last record the voice my voice pretty much stays the same through the whole thing and you know I like that one a lot but this one I definitely broke through a little bit with the vocals um, yeah, there's a song called, uh, called Mangling Mouths, Murdering Rhymes, uh, on the record, and towards the end of that song, I was just so pissed off, because I was thinking about what the song was about, and I was, like, having, a, basically having an anxiety attack a little bit in the vocal booth, <laughs> but I'm definitely glad it worked out that way. Sometimes that's really tough, because you feel like you're trying to step into some shoes, you know, it's a little unnatural to do that to try to force that but you definitely have to try um you can't phone it in i see a lot of bands phone it in it's just boring as hell you know but yeah um i definitely i'll, I'll try it sometimes and if it's not working so well i'll i'll step back a little bit okay. so um, is that something you're pretty conscious of yeah especially now i never used to be but now a lot more than i used to be yeah, now it makes it even more stressful. projects bands just put them out and the record is what it is is what they wanted it to be or something different but it, it is what it is. it's solid it's kind of cemented and then they make the next with this one it's going to keep changing for me every time i hear the songs i'm going to feel a little bit hopefully a little bit better about them you know because it's not perfect and i've always been such a perfectionist to just sit and wait until I had everything right, but everything's not right on this one. And it's pretty exciting to send it out there when it's not, it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Special thanks to Matt. You can find his newest album, Half Poison, Half Pure, on his Bandcamp page, or catch one of his live shows coming up this spring. Thanks for listening.